the drive, step back in the air. Oh, let me step back and oh, kiss my. myself. Big time plays, big, wow. big time plays. All right, let's go. How you doing today? I'm chilling. You're currently laid down. Can you explain to people why you're laying down on the couch like it's therapy? Yeah, because this is uh, the podcast and show show therapy session. Nice. Yeah. I got my pants off right now. No, you don't. You it's have good. shorts on. That's don't. okay. Don't lie to these people. Anyways, so in the background, we watch Ice Road Truckers. It's on Amazon Prime. Shout out to y'all. These dudes is just risking their life right now just to haul some products for a company or a white man that doesn't really care about them. So that's what we're watching right now. And I just find shows like this so uh, interesting because it's like, we always talk about it, but it's like watching a show that's like real. Like these are real people risking their lives on camera for dumb stuff. Yeah. And the crazy part about it is. I can hear the clicking. That there's a movie. There's a movie about this that's made by, that's made by uh, Liam Neeson. It's called The Ice Road. It's pretty good, actually, and it's crazy because they just they they the whole theory of the movie was that they were sent there on the ice road to fail. So because they it was a mine it was a mine that exploded, and they didn't they wanted they they wanted to it to seem like they was coming at for help, but in reality they knew that they was going it was a death mission to get the mine. Of course, you know it's an action movie. So Liam did the workers know that, or did the upper higher ups that sent them on the mission? The higher ups. In the mission, the insurance company. So the the company sent them, and the insurance company basically said, "All right, we're gonna go on this impossible mission." And there was a person from the insurance company sent to sabotage the mission on damn, purpose. That's crazy. So they could like just, swipe the fox. Yeah. Dora, so like they get like, damn, we all died yeah. randomly. Because the first uh, who's the darn? It's a it's a famous African. Always look it up. Famous African Black American man. actor. Or a woman. Huh? Black woman or man. I don't know why you're so politically correct, but Well, I'm gonna tell you the you gonna know you gonna know his name as soon as I say it. Uh Lawrence Fishburne. Oh yeah. Yeah, Lawrence Fishburne. Morpheus. Yeah, Morpheus, matter of fact. Lawrence Lawrence Fishburne, uh the, the insurance guy cut his brakes. What is the movie called? It's called um Ice Damn, I just Ice Root. Mm. Ice Root. And the insurance guy cut uh Lawrence Fishburne brakes and he fell through like Six pounds of ice. Well, it wasn't really like six pounds of ice. It was like they driving on ice sheets, mm-hmm. and then like the truck fell through it because he cut his brakes or something. I don't know, but it's crazy. They're so doing it was like it right self now. sabotage. Yeah, I just came out in twenty twenty one. Looks like the movie didn't do that well. Five point six out of ten on uh, IMDb, forty three percent on Rotten Tomatoes, forty two percent on Metacritic. Uh, Critic. It wasn't a good movie. You said it wasn't, Mm-mm, but I, it's just it's just relative to what we watch. And I was like, oh, there's a movie about that. You know, what else is crazy. Speaking of sabotage, it wasn't necessarily sabotage, but sacrificing yourself for the greater good. What about it? Um, Chernobyl. Remember? Do you remember that? I do remember Chernobyl. How they sent like the scientists to die. That's what were, happened. Yeah. So in order, I don't. I'm I'm just paraphrasing about the situation that happened because it just happened in the 1980s. But really basically, different. in order for them to stop the explosion or the meltdown of uh, continuing further, they had to go. They had to send people to the reactor core to stop it physically, and they physically had to do it. So they made a promise. They said, "Yo, who wants?" To, and they they had volunteers, and they were like, "Yo, all right." 
if you volunteer, your family be well compensated for the rest of their life or something like that in Ukraine. So that's what happened in um, Chernobyl. So a lot of people volunteered, like low income. And I guess they were like scientists and they were like, all right, since you guys know how to do it, you guys have to go kill yourselves, basically. And none of them made it back alive because, you know, the ones that did come back, they had cancer and then they died fast. Yeah. So, yeah. So that was basically them sacrificing themselves for the greater good. Because basically, if they didn't do it, then the the meltdown could have hit the waters and it could have um, spread it all throughout Europe. Mm-hmm. And then everybody in Europe could have been having cancer right now. Everybody. And it only happened in the 80s. So Yeah, it's, it's fairly new. And I don't think truly a lot of people know about Chernobyl. I mean, granted... You know, when when I was in high school or grade school, it wasn't any of our history books. Yeah. So I mean, if you, you the average person may not even know that that even happened, which is which is crazy to me. Yeah, Chernobyl basically, just to summarize it, is a disaster. Uh, it was one of the biggest um, nuclear accidents that happened, um, April uh, 26, nineteen eighty six, and it was the number four uh, reactor in Chernobyl. It was a nuclear plant. Um, and it was it, it was because uh, a lot of ignorance throughout the sciences it could have been prevented but the scientists were so egotistical which a lot of smart people are yes um that they was like nah we're just gonna let it flow with everything when they literally had x amount of time to prevent it from happening mm-hmm. but people just got the the best of themselves and let it just let it happen yeah you see that a lot of times you know even take the COVID 19 pandemic right yeah. like a lot of people saw this coming However, some may say that it's just they just didn't really think that it was going to be this bad. Yeah. You know, and now look, just like you said, a lot of smart people doesn't it mean that it's always led to a smart decision. Never. You know what I mean? Too many smart people in one room, nothing is going to com- get accomplished. We always we just said that last episode. But, but it's true. It's the truth. Like, it's literally the truth. I'm reading a book called Think Again, and it literally tells you about that. About how how people could be so smart, mm-hmm. but nothing will get accomplished in one room. So nothing. you have to learn how to rethink and repackage the way you think about things, mm-hmm. and then reassessuate <clears throat> and reevaluate situations, and just be open to learn. Because once you think you hit a pinnacle or a peak, you'll you'll just think you know it all. Yeah, and that's not true. You need to be open to learn, and I'll, that's a big problem a lot of smart people have. I firmly agree. I was talking to, with a colleague of mine, and they were like, "What's like one of your, your your favorite traits as like yourself, and what do you wish other people would do more?" I said, "Personally, I just wish people would just listen." Yeah. You know, a lot of people want to be like that first one to say something all the time because they think that oh, you break the ice, that means you're an expert or you know exactly like what's going on. Truthfully, if if you can go a whole, let's just say a whole five ten minutes of listening to somebody talk. And you digested that information and you listened, then, you know, granted, yeah, you you listen to the other person, but you have actually digested information. You're not just listening to respond. You know what I mean? Exactly. You're listening to comprehend. Mm -hmm. It's important. I feel like that that's a good teacher as well, listening to um, comprehend, and then you create your rebuttal to whatever it is. Mm -hmm. That's how you learn. And that's a, that's a lost art, honestly, because everybody got that main character syndrome. Everybody want to be the talking uh, talking point of the conversation. Everybody mm-hmm. wants to have the spotlight on them. But it's like, bro, the way we progress is just paying attention and then comprehending what's being told to us. Yep. And literally assessing the situation for what it is. And that's as a loss. It's a loss these days because everybody thinks they're smart. 
and I guess it's like a, a anxious thing because they see a lot of people, especially you know we can always bring it back to like spaces on uh, Twitter. Twitter got the spaces they introduced. If you're not on Twitter. Or, you know, it's the same thing as Clubhouse. Everybody wants to be the person on Clubhouse. Yep. Nobody wants to talk. One mic. That's why these things, they don't necessarily annoy me, but I don't really have interest in them because it's like, bro, what are we really talking about? And are we doing anything to progress the situation or the conversation at hand? Good point. And nine times out of ten, it's not. And that's why these conversations are pointless constantly because you have people talking over each other. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't make sense. We're not, none of us are listening to comprehend we're just listening to respond and argue to keep a narrative going that we're smarter than the next person and once we get away and once we remove competition and everything that's how you progress and become a better person that's why i don't compete with nobody you know i like that point simply you can even take it to what we do you know take it to the podcast take it to you know sports sports radio like espn you know, first take, they, they on there, Stephen A, just shouting over everybody, you know, just sounding like sometimes like a complete, like, asshole. Yes. You know, just, like, can't, it, you never let somebody get their talk time, essentially. It's always you talking, I'm going to say something louder. That doesn't mean it's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Number one, just because I'm talking loud. Usually that person that's talking loud, the loudest, is usually the most wrong. Yeah. In in in, in reality. So it's like, that's why I, I, I tend to, like, stay away. That's why I like, um... I like uh, for those of you who watch uh, sports sports shows, Undisputed. I was going actually. It's crazy. I was about to get a comparison on the two. That's why, like, first take versus Undisputed. Yeah. Why? Why Undisputed is more watchable for me? Because it's like they give each other time to speak. They do yes. talk over each other, but they still understand each other and they can comprehend what each other is saying and they create a. a good rebuttal towards what they're talking about to keep the conversation flowing but when it's on first take all you got is Stephen A just yelling over top of uh ex player whoever it is yeah he's just gonna keep saying his facts and nothing it's no resolution in it at all so that's why one is unbearable for me to watch other than like Stephen A he's obviously talented and he can get He's very entertaining, yes. but that's why you watch it. You don't watch Stephen A. for his a- analytics no more because he's just going to say whatever he's going to say. But you watch First Take because you got Shannon Sharp, who's an ex-player that's been in these situations Hall before. Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. And you got whoever his name is, old man, Skip Bayless. You he got him. And, but he's been in the game for a very long time, so he got his stripes and his credentials. That's why... Um, Undisputed is more relatable for me to watch. Totally, it's like even even with us, like I, I love like I tell people all the time, like I love doing the podcast with Duff simply because like we just have a great flow. You know what I mean? It's not like Duff's not trying to say a point, and I'm like, can I get to my point? Can I get to my point? But I gotta tell you this. I gotta tell you this, and it's just like nobody's gonna want to listen to that, you know. And so that, that's why I'm saying moral of the story with that. You just gotta. <laughs> Listen, like, just li- literally, it's, it's it's crazy. It's crazy how simple you make it sound, but it's like, is that is that? Just listen. Just listen. You know, and listening in friendships, relationships, yeah. working groups. Yeah, just listen. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Everybody, like nobody, is challenging your intelligence. You know, nobody. But th- that's how people feel, though. That's the thing. Like people feel like your your intelligence is constantly tested. But that's why I say you always got to learn. And that's usually with the super smart people. Yes. It's either the super smart people or the super dumb people feel offended when you're trying to give them game or something. And it's crazy. There's no medium between the two of who gets offended. Or older people. Or too. older people because they're stuck in tradition. 
Yeah, like a lot of older people that I see, like they have a problem listening. Not like incredibly old. Like I'm not talking about like 80s and 90s. Yeah, because they can't listen. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Keep but, going. But um, I'm talking about like the people more senior. You know, like like for example, like a job. You yeah. know, like let's take somebody like me, right? Who's 24. 40, 40, mid 40s. Yeah. 50, yeah. Been in your career 15, 20 years in the yeah. game. You think you done seen it all, know it all. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm coming from somewhere where it's like, yo. You're doing one thing, but it would be better if you may have looked at it like this. Yeah. And they take that as a, how you going to tell me I've been doing that? I've seen everything. You've seen everything that you've seen. Mm-hmm. You have never seen what I've seen because you're not me and I'm not you. And that's why we work. You know, that's why you work together. And I don't understand why some people just think that's such like a foreign concept. And it's, yeah. it's crazy that way of thinking. It's like you can't blame them, but at the same point, it's like, damn, like you created a glass ceiling for yourself. Yep. And you can't get out of that glass ceiling just simply because of the way you think. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. But you got somebody like you that comes fresh and brand new with brand new ideas, and people mm-hmm. get offended from that because mm-hmm. they're not used to that. It's just like, like, damn, it's a good example. Like Allegory of the Cave. Like, yep. re- remember how they, um, he came back from the uh, outside, and mm-hmm. he went back to the cave. And basically, in the story, they kill him. But still, they looked at him differently because they were like, damn, like he acting different. Like, you're lying. Yeah, where are you coming from? You're lying. So basically, it's the same exact thing. Like You can really relate that to anything. I try to tell people all the time. I, I didn't, we are on episode 169, I think. 178? 170. 170? 170? All right, cool. Listen. 177. That's where we at. 177? 177. Let me tell you something. We're on episode 177. I've been saying this since episode 85, probably. Probably. About how how it's almost religious to the point of how the allegory of the cave relates to everything you do. Everything you do. You want to know why? Take let's take let's take the the Salem witch trials. You know, people were doing things and they couldn't explain it, so they didn't believe that person, so they thought they were a witch. Yep. All right, let's take let's take racism for example. Like certain things that go on in the United States. You know what I mean? There's a change, people don't like change, you don't want to see change, so you know you segregate and you systematically oppress. Again, looking leaving the cave and not understanding things. Let's see you could take violence, you could take education, anything you can anything you can relate it to it. Anything. Anything. So that's why I always tell people to read it because it changed it changed my life, mm-hmm. you know, truthfully. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why. And a lot of times, also, it also deals with money. That's why, um, in terms of, I'm never like like uh, I don't really follow like those millionaire motivators and I can't. all that type of stuff. I don't really. He, he never been in my shoes before. Yeah, I don't really get into all that type of stuff. The only person that I I do look at sometimes still don't follow him or like. Like that whole Steve Harvey shit, I don't, I don't get into all that. Yeah. But the one person I do, I do appreciate as a billionaire is Mark Cuban. Yeah. And the reason why I like Mark Cuban is because Mark Cuban's a billionaire. Like Mark Cuban, like has like obviously owns Dallas Mavericks and all these tech companies, whatever. But it's always listening. You know what I mean? And you can, you can as a billionaire, forget a millionaire as a billionaire, you can easily become turned off and you can be ignorant at your leisure. Yeah. Like as shit, and it, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you're a billionaire. Yeah, you don't have to ever worry for the rest of your life. You have rich people problems. Yeah, as a billionaire, you can be the most arrogant person in the world yes. because, like, who's who's telling you no? Mm-hmm. No one. 
and you know what I mean? And you can always move and pivot to do, you know, like you said, anything at your leisure. Yeah. But it's like Mark Cuban listens, like he understands, like he was one of the first people to say, yo, crypto's popping, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to install like crypto everything in my arena. And I can pay for things with crypto. That's innovative. Even even if it's capitalism, even though it's capitalism, is like he's still listening. Listening. He's capitalizing off of that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's just being able to understand because in reality, as humans, y- you want to be like an onion. You don't never want to be an apple. You take a bite out of the apple and you leave it and you sit it on the table, and that apple's gonna be brown in like three hours. Yeah. It's gonna rot. You want to more be like an onion because if I take a piece off an onion. There's still more layers to the onion. Mm-hmm. You can keep going and keep going and keep going. There's more layers to you. You're multifaceted as an individual. Yeah. So that's that's important to me. Yeah, that's how you intake information. That's how you should intake information as well. You shouldn't let your information rot. It should always be, you guys should be looking for more information or more knowledge. It can just be anything, like reading once a day, watching some type of news. You don't yes. have to be like local news. It can be like world news. Just to see what's happening throughout the world. Um, yeah, man. Just constantly growing. Being yourself. Hell, read it. Listen to an audio Listen book. to an audio book. I have an audible. I have an audible. I have like 10 books on my audible. Do they still do that free thing for Apple where it's like you can get uh, the free access to like the Apple library or whatever? Do they still do that? Uh, I'm not sure. I never used the Apple library. I pay audible um, like yearly or something like that and they give me like two free credits and each credit you can buy a book with one credit so i'll be buying i I haven't paid for a book yet i actually hold on yeah i haven't paid for a book yet every book was off a credit that i got once a month like two credits once a month and you just like simple you just you don't go you don't go all day maybe listen to six hours of a book no i just go like you can go i'll go like hour or 30 minutes that's like a chapter a chapter or two depending on how long the book is like so right now i have the color of law by richard uh rothesen stein whatever his name is rothstein i have the side hustle how to turn um i don't even know let me see oh it's playing this is crazy that's copyright no it's not because it it didn't say nothing Um, yeah, the side hustle, how to turn your spare time into a thousand a month or more by Nick Loper. I got the color of money. I didn't get into that yet. I heard about that. I got book. the subtle art of not giving a fuck. I have that book. I got the alchemist and I got this book I bought by mistake or I got for free called the guardians. That's I'm not even going to tap into that because it's like, it's like a fiction book. Mm. So I'm not even going to like, but yeah, I definitely want to tap into the color of money after I'm finished the color of law. That's been good. How do you feel like after like after you do that? Like, is there like do you set time aside? You know what's or crazy. Just how you feeling? You know it's crazy. You talking about after I'm done reading? No, just walk me through a little bit of just like you know. Do you prepare for that? Because a lot of people, you know, in their day day to day, they don't really take the time out to do stuff like that. So how do you? Prepare oh for yeah, that? most people like they have to be in a certain type of mood to listen to certain things or read certain things. Me, I just I'm just a sponge. Like I said, like I unpack everything. I'm just I I would consider myself a student to the game, so I just come into everything open minded and ready. Like that's why I guess a lot of people gravitate towards me because I'm very open minded. Like I'm very understanding, so I just unpack my mind, and I'm like I want to finish off where I was just at, and I want to learn, and I like learning. So, um, so I just put the book on and and just let it play. And then it's like sometimes I'll be mad because it's like damn this was so good, but like. 
I won't talk about it in everyday life. So I just bookmark it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, I got to come back to this. So I, I do have to take notes. Cause I'm like, if it's something so interesting, I'm like, bro, I have to bookmark this. Because I, I don't want to forget it. Because, you know, books are long. And you can't be forgetful sometimes. Yes. So that's why I think the bookmark feature on Audible, it's not a promotion, but the bookmark feature is also good. Because I'm like, you can bookmark what somebody, like what they said. And I, I want to write it down. And then the books I got up there, I just, um, at the corner, I just, uh, just fold it like if it was very important i just fold it but i'm about to start highlighting shit i feel like that's more effective so let me let me do this i remember when we was growing up you would always tell me like yo bro i don't feel like reading i don't want to read but i've definitely seen like a shift Mm -hmm. you know like in you like these past like i would say these last three to four years yeah of like our friendship relationship whatever you want to call it you know into the into the point where it's like you 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 process things differently yeah now than 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 you did probably when like you were in 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 high school. Yeah, you know what I mean. Now, did that come from from aging? Did that no. come from maturity? Did that did reading books help that? Just no, like it was like how that how that it was like basically. So what happened? And this is honest to God truth. What happened was I'm like I'm listening to these different type of podcasts. I'm listening to like a Joe Rogan. I'm listening mm-hmm. to like these scientists. And I'm like, damn, I don't understand what none of these motherfuckers are talking about. Mm. And I'm like, yo, it's not like a, it's like a, it's not like a jealousy thing, but it's like inspiring. Cause I'm like, damn, I want to learn like that. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. That's why I'm so fascinated with like psychology books or, um, I don't do like the, um, like nonfiction. Like I just like information. So I like teaching myself and, um, Especially leaving college, like in college, you're literally forced to learn things yes. that somebody else shows you. Mm-hmm. So when I left college, I'm like, if I want to learn something and not feel dumb, then I want to learn anything I want to learn about. Mm-hmm. So that's where it really came from. So at the college, probably. And I was like, I just started reading like once a day and I couldn't read a book. Like, that's why people like say they have short attention spans. Because yes. I would say I, I did have it, but I just equated to being lazy so when i actually did start because i started with audibles since i didn't like want to buy hard copies because i didn't want to be committed to it but once i bought my first hard copy and i started reading i was like all right that's cool i was like i can actually do this so yeah Hmm. that's that's what it was start i started reading magazines i started reading newspapers and i'm like yeah i'm actually interested in this and i started watching informational youtube channels so that's where everything comes from like all my interests Hmm. So I mean, let's 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 take it a let's take it a step back, right? And now now we talked about you. I kind of want to go a little bit into how how our education like thing is more set up mm-hmm. for like the like the teenagers ish. Do do you feel that there's? I want to put this correctly. Do you feel like there's like a lack, you know, in terms of finding literature? that still relates to what's being taught but it's 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 almost not you know relevant because a lot of times especially in high school there's a lot bro. of irrelevant yeah bro information i don't want to learn about white people uh colonizing like I, to honest to god truth i mean now that was then that was my thoughts then but it's like i i, I read it for leisure now now it's just like Okay, that's a nice piece of information I don't really care about that doesn't affect me. But you know they what they say, um what's that quote about history? 
if you don't know about history, is doing it's the repeat, doing repeat itself. itself yeah. yeah, so that's how I feel about it now. But back then, as a younger kid, we're not we're not interested in that. We don't we don't care about politics in high school. We don't care right. about we don't care about Christopher Columbus and overtaking the United States. We Correct. don't we don't care about none of that. So if they had a way that can relate to children better, then it would be cool. If they had a different type of literature to learn from. Then that'd be cool. So it's almost like it's almost like it's a call, right? And I I don't know if this could be done or anything can be done. So I wouldn't I wouldn't say it like that. Shit can be done. Shit can be done. Just, just take away white history. Just take away whatever that is. No, I'm I'm more so talking about what I'm what I'm about to say. Mm-hmm. It, it's it's like, can you make learning goals and learning material relative to the area in which you're teaching it? Yeah, like math, more right. or like letter. Well, math is gonna be math, so that's just we can. Yeah, math universal. Yeah, math is that's the only thing we all can talk. We can all speak math. Yep, you you have to speak and the same music. language and music. That's the only that's the two things that that's universal. I agree with that, but what I'm saying in terms of like history, mm-hmm. sciences, right? You gotta have your basic sciences, right? Understood. Understood. Basic science, yeah. Understood. We don't need to know the rest of the shit. Right, but like like histories, your your um your reading courses, yeah. Can they be more like descriptive upon like for example, if I live in Philadelphia, right, would it really benefit me to understand agriculture? You no. know, you know what I mean versus if I'm understanding if I'm a senior in high school, you're giving me like intro to finance 101 where I'm learning I'm learning how to like understand what what a W two form is. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like these are these are things that everybody has to do. It's not like I'm saying like you're gonna understand what jury duty is. <laughs> you know what I mean? No, I, like what's a credit score? So you're basically saying like the you way know? of teaching should be just like math and music. It should be universal. Like yeah. we should all be teaching the same exact thing almost where everybody can understand it so yeah i would i would say almost but instead of instead of it being more universal i would say that there should be a greater emphasis yeah based off of geographical location like there's some things that i learned in school that i would i will never use i will never use it i don't care if i did a whole different profession i would never i can't use it don't use it don't remember it when you use did you ever use geometry in your big years never in my life me neither Never in my damn life. Never in my damn life. Like, if you ask me that, like, I don't understand why I needed to know the difference between an obtuse and acute angle. Yeah, I'm never going to use that a day in my life, unless you want to be a scientist. But I guess they do it to try to make it, like, universal, because it's, like, it. the only downfall about, um, you said geometrical, right? Like Geographical. If, geographical. If you, if you make it, like, geographical. Like, if it's just Philadelphia and we learn about, like, Philadelphia culture or we learn about East Coast only or the the only thing is, is, like, people have to be comfortable with ignorance and they have to learn about other ways after school. So I, I think that's that. what they want to avoid. Because if if we're only learning about Philadelphia, if we go to the West Coast, we'll be completely oblivious to what's going on. Because so, it'll be like, all right, we're on the East Coast right now and the weather is fine, but we go on the West Coast, it's sunny every day. Oh, why is it sunny? Why is it sunny every day? So I was more so talking about like metropolitan Oh, area. metropolitan? Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's like if I live in a big city, why am I why am I doing schoolwork related to rural areas if I, you know, if I don't live there? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if I live in, Phil- if, I, if I'm from the United States of America, my first language 
you know, usually if English. I'm, if I'm an American, is what English? It's English, mm-hmm. right? Like you know what I mean. Like if you choose your different language, that's fine. You can yeah. be taught it. But in reality, if I live in a metropolitan area, why am I not being taught things that can best be- fit benefit me, me? Yeah, in a metropolitan area. Yeah, you know, and those type of things are taxes, are credit, are forms that a lot every adult. Once you turn 18 and you get those things in the mail, you have no idea what it is. It should not be the duty of your parents to educate you just because they got to do it, too. Yep. What if they're doing it wrong or they're not doing it? And they just and they just and people, the excuses is just adulting. Yeah. Well, oh. they could have prepared me for adulting, not yeah. my parents to school. They could have prepared me for the adulting because like we always say in here, like 80 percent of your time is at school yes. and 20 percent is at home while your parents are being parents. Literally, a hey, parenting is a full time job, but you're you're literally like, what's the percentage of your life in school? Depending on who you are, so you in school from a kid all the way to a full grown ass adult. Bro, I've been in school for twenty four years. That's yeah. So so it's like you spend <laughs> most of your adulthood in school. Your your teenage years, your youth, your teenage years, and. Beginning of your adulthood in school, most Bro, likely, God unless you forbid, go back. If I were to die right now, my whole life would have been spent in, school. in school. Yeah, so my whole life. So y'all should, I don't know. It's just certain ways they should teach things. Yeah, and they'd be like, oh, you know, because that's something like that should be taught. Like parents teach you morality, and parents teach you the do's and don'ts. They don't. That's not their job to teach you about taxes. Right, just because they do them. Exactly. You know what I mean? And and I I, I agree with that wholeheartedly simply because like school is school's ideology is to get you prepared in their opinion is to get you prepared for the future by prepping you to go to college yes and that's that's that shouldn't be looked at that way yeah that's false that's flawed Mm -hmm. it's so flawed because half the people that are in college again ringing the same bell here over and over again don't want to be there and they're miserable because the whole time you thought this was what you wanted to do but in reality you wanted to go to school just to be a, a function civilian yeah. you know what i mean yeah <laughs> like like i can see if high school was was optional mm-hmm. right if high school was optional and the reason why you go to high school is to go to college all right it's i get it so it should be a, like an alternative like yo straight trade Trade for four years. Oh, just teach me life. Just teach me life. Te- trade. That should be a part of trade. Trade in life. Right. Like, think about it. Think about how many times. Because the one thing that we could always say is that we were all in high school, whether we finished or not, at some point in time. Yep. Think about how many times where there was literally nothing for you to do and the teacher just gave you a paper. Literally. Just gave you a paper to do. Now, if there was something that was interesting. Now, some people say, well, 17, 18-year-olds aren't going to care about that type of stuff. I mean, that's a fair argument. Well, at least they know in the back of their mind. Yeah, and you want to know something? Yeah, mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. I'm no, sorry. keep going. Like, just like you said, at least you know in the back of your mind. I know in the back of my mind that an obtuse angle is, is greater than 180 degrees. Yep. But I'm never going to use you're it. You're never going to use it. Yeah, it, it'll be the same way. Like, you're not going to appreciate it now, but when you get older, you'll be like, damn. I appreciate it. I, I know this. Like, damn, like, you know, Mrs. Robinson over here telling me what a credit score is and what mm-hmm. a FICO score is. Like, I'm not going to care about it. But then when I get older, I'm like, oh, this is what Mr. Robinson was talking about. Oh, now. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Robinson, for being a, 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 a holistic teacher. Yeah. And then people will get into the argument that teachers don't get paid enough to teach you about life. And I'm like. Eh. I mean, not life, but taxes is 
a part of anything. Like, you can literally implement taxes into math. Right. It's not that hard. Or training courses. Like, it's no, it's no way, like, it's said, it's like, it's adults taking courses on how to do taxes and the credit score and, and stuff like that. And they you know getting I mean? ran up. Getting ran up, yeah. Getting and it, should, and it shouldn't be that way. Like, think about it, right? If you, like, the same way, to back to your point about a trade, right? Mm-hmm. There are people out here making hundreds and hundreds and th- thousands yeah. of dollars of getting somebody to, to, to literally... Yo, get your LLC through me. And in reality, all they do is just go down to the state house and fill out the paperwork, and it takes like 30, 30 minutes. 30 minutes, yeah. If or, or go on IRS.com. You can do it from there. Yep. You can get your LLC from IRS.com for free. For free. Mm-hmm. For free, like 40 bucks. I right? just put y'all on. But you but you paying, uh, what's his, What's the guy name? Jumping Jack Tax Guy? Fucking. Uh, I don't, you don't got to say his name. $900 plus. To do something that you could have did. Yeah. And then, you know, a response to that could be like, oh, well, I didn't know about it. But did you look? Yeah. Did you look? No. You don't have to blame people, though. You don't got to blame people for their ignorance. It's not It's not about blaming, but I'm blame, well, I'm not blaming the person. What I'm blaming is the overall system because yeah. all that shit could have been handed, handed to, to you. Handed to you. Yeah, in school. The same way you forced me to sit there and, and listen to how... Columbus sailed the ocean blue in 1942. You, you could have told listened. me about taxes or I nine for them or W twos or, or credit. Make a rhyme about I nine and W two and yeah. whatever blue blue. You know yeah. what I mean? It, it ain't it ain't rocket science. Yeah, it's not. They don't teach you rocket science in high school. No. <laughs> you know, so I mean, I don't know, man. I yeah. Don't know. Yeah, man, it's crazy. It's crazy. Everything is going crazy right now. Everything's going great. Gas is going Gas crazy. going crazy right now. Uh, around the corner. I was in physical therapy. I rode past a gas station. Four forty-five. I've never seen gas at four dollars in my lifetime. It's ridiculous. But I was talking to my mom and she was like, Yeah, back before you were born, that's the last time it was like four. And I was like, That's crazy. Was that twenty five years almost? Twenty five almost. Yeah. Before I was born. West Coast is what almost seven dollars to six something right now. Nevada is at six seventy five. Jeez Louise, six seventy five. And then you got those people that's like, yeah, I'm going to pay for this gas anyway, so why do I care? Okay, I mean, you it's going to reflect your money. Yeah. So, I mean, that's a good. It's not a good argument because it's like, if it, it depends how the money, how your money is set up. Because I know I'm a person. Like I don't have my car right now anymore but i'm a person that's like i have to calculate these things strategically like even if i got it or i don't like this is what's coming out for gas that's how i was mm-hmm. doing it this is what's coming out for gas mm-hmm. weekly or bi-weekly this how much i gotta pay for bills this is all my other expenses so that's like a crazy shift like if i was just paying i was a little like before i lost the car i was paying um i was paying like Probably forty five a gallon mm. to fill up the. Whole, I mean forty five dollars to fill, fill up, up the, the whole tank. tank. Yeah. yeah, and now and I'll probably pay like if I was doing I pay double. Yeah, probably because you got a big you had a big tank in that way. Yeah, and it's crazy you got to think about it on scale. You know, think about people that got their own business and mm-hmm. like they're doing trucking. Yeah, <laughs> but, um, what's it was uh it was five dollars when I seen it the diesel diesel fuel is five dollars. That ain't right, Bobby. That ain't right. Definitely not right. That ain't right, Bobby. And as soon as like, um, and they said as long as this, 
thing continues to go on, then the higher is gonna go. Yep. And 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 it's crazy because like there's no end in sight to this. Yeah. Because like you know how I seen I, would, I seen an article before you go. I seen an article which says like Russia decided to do ceasefire, but it's still continuing. So I'm like, what's the point? It's no that's not a ceasefire. Like and and and, and it's it's almost hard to to put a finger on you know the cause of this is simply because like Putin feels that Ukraine should be a part of Russia again and Ukraine it's his completely own independent country you know it came it, it got its own independence it's a, it's a free place democracy and everything like that and Putin's like well now like you you belong to Russia and some, he, Putin feels that some people that are in Ukraine feel like Ukraine should be a part of Russia but the Ukrainian president says that you know Russia is again a free free country and everything like that and like this has been like the biggest attack on democracy in like our recent yeah years mm-hmm. like we we have not witnessed um like in our like adult years an attack on democracy of this scale yeah you know so it 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 poses the question as like we if there's a playbook, I do not know it, you know, on how to respond to these type of things. And I don't know when it will stop. Hey, did you watch, did you see any videos? I'm pretty sure you did. Cause social media is just like this melting pot of negativity. Have yes. you, have you seen the videos? Which ones? <sighs> All of them. I've seen a few. I've seen somebody. Did you see the guy where well, he was in Ukraine and it, he was just talking and then the missile just hit yes. his Yes, I saw that it. was so intense. I was like, "Yo, this is so crazy right now!" Like, it was like it just like he was he was safe, thank God, and everybody around him was safe. But it was like, "Yo, that is so crazy!" Like, I couldn't imagine, imagine being that here. That's what I'm saying. I just imagine just chilling and just randomly, just a missile just smack your your whole place. Right, you it's sitting crazy. outside, you about to go make a sandwich, and then next thing you know, boom, it's a yeah. missile that just hit a library next door. Yeah, You're like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy, bro. It's so crazy. And I know people say this all the time. I I can't. I hate fucking America. I can't live in America. Would you you rather live here or there? Do you realize that that type of stuff does not happen here yet? Yeah. But people, uh, ignorance, they'll sit there and say, America's worst place in the world to live, all this, everything like that. Let me tell you one thing. You wouldn't have those people saying that would not know how to act if they woke up and saw a missile hit their school, yeah. hit their like you're not prepared to deal with that. Nope, you're not. You know what I mean? And it's just like it, 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 it it's it, it's crazy. You know, prayers out to Ukraine, man, because it's like that type of stuff you never forget. Yeah, you know what I mean? And that can do something to your mind, to your psyche, and it, it's 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 crazy. Yeah, compared to everywhere else, we got rich people problems, even though we're poor. We got rich people problems yeah. compared to other countries. Yeah. Like, the shit we complain about is, like, the things that America's put us in. Yeah. Like, but everybody else is, like, like, them. that's real. They going through real problems. Like, you got to worry about your, like, safe haven. Like, your house becoming, like, a safe haven. Yeah. Like, like the army could just take over your house and just chill there. Or where while you, you find and people shelter. Live, yeah, where you find shelter. Or evacuating. Yeah. Because people had to evacuate. Or I could walk outside and a bomb could go off. Go off yeah, anywhere. You're yeah. not you're not dealing with these problems. No. Like we're complaining about gas yep. right now. Like we're complaining about like simple things like that. But if you take it over there or somewhere else where these problems are 
like intensified by a thousand. Mm-hmm. You know, these problems are like they're walking the park right now. We're living in luxury compared to everywhere else. I keep telling people that. We're living in luxury. And I don't understand. I guess because the people mind state or where we're at right now, they don't see the bigger picture. But we're living way better than most places. Majority of the places. I hate to be redundant, but if you just step out that cave. Yeah, step out the cave. And man. you go look over on the other side mm-hmm. of the ocean to all these other places. And you're like, wow, it's it's that bad? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, it is that bad. Yes. Yeah. Imagine living in, imagine living somewhere where there is no democracy. Yeah. Nothing you do, the life that you think you have or will have will not exist. Yeah. Imagine going on well, China don't even have Google. You can't go on Google. Imagine going on the internet and everything you see is controlled by the government. Yep. I mean, it's kind of controlling the government now, but we have the luxury of beating the system or getting over we got VPN shit like that. America's almost like a like a like a a, a a two-way mirror. Yeah. Because we know that the government is watching. Yeah. But the government doesn't step in unless it's like criminal. Cra- you know unless you do I mean? something crazy. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like imagine imagine not living in a democracy and like you tweet something and you get put in jail. If or, and your whole family gets put in jail. Like, your like whole a, generation. Like Inez Cantor, right? Inez Cantor is an NBA player. He changed the name to Freedom. Inez Freedom Cancer whatever. whatever and it whatever right that's not important what important is like in in Turkey his his father and Inez his father was jailed because of something that he said over here yep. and he wasn't even allowed to fly to other places outside of the United States into some point in time with without fear of him being like um taken back yep. to his country and tried and jailed Yep. That's that's how crazy like not having a democracy sometime is. Mm-hmm. So understand like sometimes, you know, problems are problems. We we live in a world where there is always a balance of what's good and what's bad. You yeah. always there people say they want to run to Canada. Canada got its own problems. You know Canada's I mean? not a democracy by the way for those that's listening. That's also that's a very good point. Yeah. Canada's not a democracy. People don't understand that. You could post something negative on on on, on the social medias and get locked up in Canada. Yeah, people right. don't understand that. There's no freedom of speech in Canada. Really? Pe- Look it up. Really? I'm not gonna sit here and lie to you. Canada's not a democracy. No. Damn. 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 You heard it here first, man. Duff no beer, dropping knowledge. That's crazy. It says a federation, constitutional monarchy, and uh, yeah. yeah. Charter statements: the rights of charter freedoms protects basic rights and freedoms that are essential to keeping Canada free. It says a democ- uh, democratic society. The politics of Canada function within a framework. Um, yeah. it has uh democratic traditions, but it's a constitutional monarchy. Interesting. Yeah. I got some homework to do now. I'm going to look up some rules that go on in Canada. But yeah, still, like, people always, even still, back to my point, people always want to go say, I'm going to go run and live in Canada. Just because you see Drake and, you know, Tory Lanez and all them <laughs> coming back and forth to Canada or whatever, or you don't seen a, a Raptors game, you don't know what goes on over there. You don't know their politics. You don't know their lifestyle. You don't know what's going on. So just, you need to really un- sit back and understand, like, how 
how things work. And if you do know how things work and you want to decide you want to go over there, be my guest. But don't always think the grass is greener when it's not at all. Yeah. Yeah, so Canada is a monarchy, man. Constitutional monarchy. I wonder who's their monarch. I don't know. I but that. it's described as a full democracy by the um, <laughs> Economist Intelligence Unit. Hmm. With a tradition of liberalism, uh, liberalism and um, moderate uh, political ideology, far left and far right politics have never been a prominent force in Canadian society. Hmm. So, I don't know if this is true or not. So I'm gonna just say allegedly off everything I'm about to say. I don't know if this is true or not, but I just googled. Who is Canada's monarch? Mm -hmm. And it says, Canada has been a monarchy for centuries. First, under the kings of France in the 16th, 17th, and 18th centuries. Then, under the British crown in the 18th and 19th centuries. And now as a kingdom in her own right. And what is the source? That was www.royal.uk forward slash Canada. Was that true? Is that is that a trusted source? I don't I don't know. I don't know. So basically they're saying they have like one person, right? So it says so, or it's like a minority, but they have democrat uh democracy ideologies. So here's so here's something from the canadaguide.com. It says, "Though Canada is an independent country, Britain's Queen Elizabeth still remains the nation's head of state." Really? For Canada? For Canada. Hmm. If you're Canadian, just, just just talk to us, man. I don't I don't yeah. know. Let us know. It let says let us know. That's very interesting. Yeah. So it's not a democracy, right? I don't know. It says like the Queen does not play an active role in Canadian politics and her powers are mostly symbolic. In recent years, Canadians have become more critical of the monarchy and often debate its future. Oh, okay. So she's not like she She's not rule. yeah, she's just a symbol. Like, oh that's the Queen. It's like, yeah, what's up, Queen? Yeah. So who runs it? That's who. It they says have a, a prime minister. It says a constitutional monarch. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna see if Canada has a prime minister. I'm about to see. <laughs> see, look, we're educating ourselves. This is what you do. This is how you educate yourself. I, I feel like they would have a prime minister instead of a president. They may have a prime minister and a president. Probably. I, I, I don't know how these. I heard it was very confusing. I heard it was very confusing. Canada is very confusing. That's why it's so nice there. Okay, so I so here so this apparently, um, so they do have a prime minister. Mm-hmm. So his name is Prime Minister Justin. I apologize if I mispronounce his name, Trudeau. Mm-hmm. So he was born in 1971, and he's Canada's 23rd prime minister. Yeah. So they do have a prime minister. So that's 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 <laughs> this is from uh this is from like the Canada Canadian website. It says Canada advances democracy around the world by promoting the full participation of all citizens in the decision making processes in the institutions affecting their lives. This includes it as emphasis on including women, youth and marginalized groups. <laughs> what the heck? Yeah. So here's another thing. So I, I went I wanted to Google. I said, "Who owns Canada?" <laughs> right. So it says, 
the land of Canada is solely owned by Queen Elizabeth II, oh. who is also the head of state. I don't know if that's true or not. Only 9.7% of the total land is privately owned, while the rest is crown land. The land is administered on behalf of the crown by various agencies or departments of the government of Canada. Hmm. Form of government. Form of governor. Form of government. The parliamentary system. Office holder. Elizabeth II. I don't... I gotta do some more research on this, man. Cause, yeah. Because I don't know, like... It's a lot of things to unravel. There's too many layers of Canada government. I don't feel like doing this live. <laughs> trying to learn about uh, Canada's government uh, live. Uh, so it's like they're saying it's like a democracy, but it's like, yeah, we're not a democracy, but we're trying to make it a democracy. Like, but it said the queen, the queen, the queen owns land. Yeah, so that's not a democracy. How the queen own it? I wonder if the queen owns American land. That would be crazy. She don't it? own. She don't own shit here. <laughs> she don't own shit here. I promise you, she don't own shit here. Not on my land. Not on my American soil. <laughs> not on my American soil. She don't. Yo, that's crazy. It was a rumor back then. Well, it's not a rumor. It's this guy. I'm going to say his name. He's a conspiracy theorist, quote unquote. I don't really like using that term anymore because, like, it's just to make somebody seem less of. You know what I mean? But they was, like, basically saying, this is this guy. He goes by David Icke, right? He's from, um, he's from Europe. He basically believes that, um, Y'all can look him up too. Y'all can stop this podcast and go look him up because he has a lot of things. But he got, I believe he got like blackballed and shit like that. His name is David Ike, and he's mm. um, he used to preach that like the queen and all those people in the positions of powers over there are like lizards. So he's literally created like lizards, lizards like lizard people. That's a crazy conspiracy theory. That's wild. Yeah, but he's been on it for like 20, before we were born, he'd been talking about so it. So he thinks the queen is a lizard. And he has like analytics and he has a lot of statistics and data and stuff like that. He talks about like different dimensions and shit. It's just crazy. He's a, like, he has like specials that people interviewed him on and everything. It's he's, crazy. It's they crazy. Did that, they did that on uh, that show we used to watch. Mm-hmm. The Lucas Brothers, mm-hmm. when they all when they all took off their masks and they all was lizards. Yeah, that's it's a real it's a real conspiracy. It's a it's a real conspiracy theory. Now, a lot of people believe that the queen is a lizard and stuff like that. Yeah. It's actually you know what? It's actually um a jazz band. It's an alternative jazz band, and that's their name. Like they have a, I think the album is called like the Queen is a Lizard or something like that. It's crazy. Damn. And there's a picture of like the queen, but they give her a lizard head. It's crazy. Go look it up. See, that's things I would never know. Yeah. I would never know that. Crazy. So last thing about Canada, uh, it says, so unlike 15 countries in the Commonwealth realm, such as Canada and Australia, the United States does not have any association with the British crown. Yeah, I know. I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. I knew that. Yeah. Oh, man. We love our guns. That's Canada for you, though, man. That's Canada. Very confusing politics, just like everywhere else in the world. Shout out to Canada, though. Shout out to Canada. I love Canada. The maple the maple leaf is there, that thing. So it's a cool flag, I guess. You never hear about Canada going to war. Canada is a nice... Canada, like, I've talked to Canadians. They, they seem like pretty cool people. You know what I mean? They're, they're very friendly. A lot of them are very friendly. Would you go there for like a week? I'll go to Canada for like a week, yeah. I'll yeah. go to Canada for like a week. It seems like a nice place. Yeah, I feel like Canada. I want to see. I want to see how the. I want to see how the the culture is. Canadian culture. Yeah. Ain't no problem. Like, it's nothing wrong with Canada. I don't have a beef with Canada. I like Canada. Yeah, Yo, you think if like the U.S. like got attacked, you think Canada would step in? Uh, well, what? 
I don't know. I gotta look up how strong the army is. I don't think the army got it like that. That's crazy. I don't. I honestly don't. I love Canada though, but I feel like it's just like it's like that that cool guy. Canada's just that one cool guy that's like that doesn't start problems with anybody. That just be chilling, and he just smokes his weed all day. Canada Dry. Literally, that's they gave us Canada Dry. They gave us Canadian bacon. TD Bank. They gave us TD Bank. Yeah, yeah. they gave us TD Bank. Yeah, mm-hmm. Canada gave us a lot of things. The Canadian dollar looks pretty cool. It looks old, but it looks pretty cool. It's like red. They have different colors. Like I think red. Crown Royal is also Canadian. Canadian whiskey. Is it? Crown I Royal. I don't. Yeah. I, I guess. I don't know. But Canada is cool. But Canada's that big guy, that, that cool guy that doesn't want problems with anybody. And when you're in school, you're like, yo, that's that's that guy. Don't mess with him. Don't pick with him. Why are you like, picking with that guy? I feel like if Canada was a person, it would just be like a very quiet. That's what I'm saying. That like guy in school, you're not going to pick yeah. with. You're not going to pick with that guy because it's like he doesn't bother nobody. So why are you messing with him? Like, yo, why are you messing with Canada? Stop being a jerk. Yeah, stop yeah, being a fucking asshole. Stop being an ass, man. You see Canada over there. Yeah, he's he's his just business. mind his business drinking his Canada dry. Sitting on the ale. I heard, I heard Canadian bacon was nasty, though. And I heard maple syrup was nasty. I got I got to see for myself though. I, I got to see for myself. They I gave heard us Bret Hart. Yeah, they gave us Bret Hart. He's Canadian. Bret Hart and they, Chris Jericho. And they gave us Drake. Shout out to Drake. They gave us Drake. They gave us Drake. They gave us. They gave us the weekend. Justin Bieber. Justin Bieber. They gave us weekend. He said the N word with the ER before. Justin Bieber. When he was younger, yeah, but it was. Damn. The video is hilarious. I'll go look it up. But uh. Yeah, man, working from home. How's that been for you? Uh, yeah. I mean, hmm. I feel like, and this is gonna sound bad, but <laughs> I feel like I don't think I can ever go back to every day working in an office. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's just so much. It, it it's just so much more relaxed. Yeah, I mean you're in the comfort of your own home. You know what I mean. And working from home also means you can work anywhere. Yeah. So if I'm like, yo, I'm I'm not feeling my crib today. I'm gonna just get some me time and just get a hotel room for the weekend. Oh shit, I can also do work here. Yeah. You know what I mean. Log in, do some meetings. You know, do some work. Look at some reports. Look at some research, and you know, make myself comfortable. Or I can, yo, I got somewhere to be. Let me, um, oh, I got to cut out for 30 minutes. Let me, let me just cut out for 30 minutes and come back and then do work. You yeah. know what I mean? So I feel like working from home, as long as like you're still doing your objectives, it allows you to, to disconnect. You don't got to worry about office politics. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry about um, always buying clothes, you know, like trying to keep up with everything going on. You don't got to travel. You don't got to spend money on gas, which gas right now is expensive. It's is all heck. It's, it's all heck. You know, we just had a whole segment about it. So, like, you know, and that cuts down on that tra- on that cost. You don't got to keep buying food all the time. You can just chill. You can eat. You can make it. You can, you can literally be at work making a whole dinner. Yeah. Making a whole dinner. You know what I mean? And it takes the pressure off you, man. Because it's like, let's say you had a real tough day at work. It's like it's not like damn. Now I gotta sit in traffic for whatever my commute home would be. Mm. You know what I mean? You could just un- you could just unplug and just close your laptop and just like take a deep breath, and it's okay. So I have this article here about working from home, right? Talk to me. Um, and this is just about like since COVID started, so it's all relevant 
to right now. And it says, since the first quarter of 2020, remote work trends and the expectations have changed. Employers weren't prepared for their entire workforce to work from home, but thanks to technology and innovation, it's working out well for many employers. So that that will tell you a lot of things. Um, that'll tell you that it's still effective to work from home rather than an office, even more effective. Because here it says, um, uh, Upwork estimates that one in four Americans, over 26% of American workforce, will be working remotely through 2021. They also estimate that 22% of the workforce, which is 36.2 million Americans, will work remotely by 2025. And um, and they say the workers are more engaged. 30% of the workers and the research that they compile are more engaged working at homes and they become more productive since they're in uh, the comfort of their own home. Yep. So that, so with that being said, do you feel like based on this article, it says 2025 will be more estimated workers from home. Do you feel like it'll be more effective for companies to full work, um, fully remote? So what I, 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 I like that article, you know, and the reason why I like that article is because it, it it show it has a lot of truth to it. Now, granted, I didn't I didn't read it. You know, I'm listening basically what I'm but from the rhetoric that you're giving. Yeah. But it, it from what you said holds true. I mean, you got to think about it. Let's say I got to be to work at eight a.m. Mm-hmm. Let's say I got to be to work at eight a.m. Right. Let's say I work, I live an hour away from where I work. Yeah. That means I got to get up. I got to go to bed at a certain time. I got to get up at five Mm -hmm. to get there on time. Let's say I work in the city, whatever city I live in. It could be New York, Philadelphia, Chicago, Atlanta. I work in a big city. Yeah. Usually big city parking is expensive. A lot. 20 a day. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So that's another stressor. And then you got to also think is that means I got to do X amount of laundry. You know what I mean? I got to do X amount of food prep. You know, that means I also have to, if I'm if I'm hungry, I just can't get up and yeah. go get something to eat and come back. I'm, I'm maybe on edge because maybe you have a job where your boss continues and walks around and, like, pressures you to, you know, get things done. Micromanage. Micromanage. Mm-hmm. That, that extra stress. And now, let's say you had a bad day. You had a bad day. Everything went wrong. Now you got to take all that tiredness, all that stress, yeah. and you got to travel home with that. And bring it into the next day or try not to. And try not to. And try not to think about it. You know what I mean? And then you got to think about the office drama. Mm-hmm. Office drama is a real thing, and it's, it's unnecessary. You know, and, and working remotely also gives you the ability to expand your, your job net. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, say if there's a job. Let's say you live in Philadelphia, and there's a high-paying job. Or a good job that, that you feel like you can make that salary. You feel like you deserve that. And it's in your field, but it's in Chicago. But it's 100% remote. Yeah. You don't got to move. You don't got to change your life. You don't got nothing. All you got to do is put on whatever you want to put on and and open up your computer. Yeah. It creates so much more opportunities for people. But the problem is, do you have something to say before I go into the issue? Yeah. So I would say um, you made a good point because it... it it takes a lot of stress off you and a lot of anxiety off because 
like you said, I used to work two jobs at once, mm. and you got to plan. You literally have to be extremely organized, and you have to be planned perfection. Like you have to see what time the bus coming because you don't want to work in the city. You don't want to drive there. No. You got to see what time the bus is coming, so you got to be there on time. Yep. You got to make sure the bus is on time. If not, then your whole plan is for you. It's like a snowball effect, and so yeah, it just it just cuts out the middleman of all the stresses of the what ifs of your day to day routine, mm-hmm. and then you just get right into your work. So that just it creates a, a playing field of an open mind and more production on your end because you don't have to worry about the guy cutting you off in traffic if you're going to work. You don't got to worry about if the bus route is late today. Yeah, oh, or if you're going to make it home on time. Good one. You know what I mean? You don't got to worry about your your coworkers nagging you yep. or your boss. Like your boss can nag you through email, but guess what? You can just not read it. Nope. So, so I feel like it's it's, less, it's extremely less uh stress and more tolerable to work from home another thing i wanted to bring up you you brought up a great point i want to touch on is like (laughs) a lot of people you know like i'll like when you talking about commuting right like one thing the job that i had before this one i'm not ashamed to say like i worked in financial sales so my job was to close deals right all day long my job all day long was to just close deals and just get people to the finish line and that would be great but you make more money based off time worked yeah so you remember there were some days when i was working you know 13 hours a day yep at 23 years old you know that's a that's a hell of a lot of stress you know what i mean and on top of that we still were in the summertime especially we were doing about six seven cleaning units every day Mm -hmm. so like at some at 23 i'm i'm out of college i'm out of undergrad i'm working about in terms of travel and commute and work in a normal job i'm working about 11 hours Mm -hmm. and then on top of that i'm cleaning you and i are cleaning until two three in the morning sometimes five in the morning sometimes just for me to wake up at 7 30 and do it again that's that's recipe for a burnout Mm -hmm. and then a lot of times that's that's the normal life for some people yeah you know and making a lot less money Mm -hmm. a lot less money like some people are working two minimum wage jobs or two jobs making let's just say 11.50 an hour dealing with all of that yep when in reality if you could leave those jobs and maybe find a job for like 18 an hour and you're working from home your life just got a lot less stressful yeah a lot less stressful mm-hmm. but the problem and this is what i wanted to get into earlier the problem with that is because a lot of people are starting to work from home now cities you know are not really enjoying that because like you know you gotta think about it as a boss like, yeah if, if everybody's work from home why am i renting this space Mm-hmm. makes sense why am why am I renting this space? And it 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 comes from a, a point where it's like, well, do certain jobs even need to have an office anymore? They don't. A lot of jobs don't. What do insurance companies need a job? What do you need an office for? You do everything virtually. You go into work and you about to do everything you could do at home. Just sit there and make sure that you're working. Like, <laughs> that's literally it's just to monitor you. That's the the boss's job is to monitor your work and which they can do via internet, which they can do via laptop. No, and via traffic. Yes. Right? Via just sit there, look and see what you did and look literally, and see all that. Analytical data. That's all. So you gotta also like let's let's take a step back real quick, right? We we our parents watch us mm-hmm. all day long. We go to school. Somebody is watching you 
all day long, whether it's a teacher or something. You go to high school, somebody's watching you all day long, monitoring you all day long. You get to work, somebody is watching you and giving you orders all, all day, day long. long. Yeah. So the reality is, when do you get to unplug? You don't. But post pan pre pandemic, there were little to no work. A lot of times, the only people that got to work from home a little bit is when you were on maternity leave, mm -hmm. and if you were a pregnant woman. Only time usually you really get to work from home, unless you are in a very high-paying level. You can be like, oh, "I'm working from home today, y'all. I'm in my home office." That was usually reserved for like the executives yep. of a job. Yep. But now you got the person in the mailroom working from home. Yeah. <laughs> you know, virtual what I mean? mail. Send it to your house. Mm -hmm. But we, in reality, a lot of these jobs that we do does not require me to breathe the same air as you. No. It does not. The only thing probably is like is like um IT, but you can always email him. <laughs> like always literally. email him. Like IT guy is going to be at the office, but it's like he can do that. That's his job. He can work from the internet. Now, unless you're like a scientist, you know what I mean, or you're like a doctor. Doctors even do televisits now. Yeah. I can't even say doctors, but I mean, unless you have to deal with like some concrete, hands-on stuff, like yeah, that's work in, like a factory mm -hmm. or something like that. But if you have an office job and you're doing office work, there is probably not a real reason why you gotta go in every day. Yep. I feel like one, two days is too much. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. That's crazy. I was um this morning. I was on my way to physical therapy. I was listening to the radio. And they were basically saying, um, you know, I don't really listen to the radio, but it was like, it was just giving like information of what's happening in the world. Yeah. And they were basically saying, as as companies start opening back their doors up for employment, they want to be like more relatable. Like they want to have more like time for the, they want to give more time, more free time for the employees. But y'all should have been doing that. Been doing that. Like that's the point of HR. Like, like that's the point. HR is the most meaningless division. <laughs> that's literally the point of like, yo, yo, can I request time? No, you can't. Now they're saying, yo, we're gonna give them more flexibility. They want to give employees more flexibilities with their working, but it should have been that way because that's how you keep a job yo, happy. Can we talk about like just but, throwing like go back to the drawing board on HR? But before you get there, like you said something really. Um, well, it's actually what I was going to say is so. You got these companies, right? You got mm -hmm. these companies um, that work from home. And we've seen the statistics. It shows, like, a lot of people are more productive working. So if you if it's more productivity, then there's more income, literally. Yeah. So this can make business succeed. Mm -hmm. So they don't need to rent these spaces no more if they hire more people. And more people are more productive in the workforce, mm -hmm. accumulating more money for the quarters they have. Mm -hmm. So it's like... At this point now, we're making so much money. The only thing that we have is competition. That's it. So that's all. And the competitors, what you do, you hire more people. So mm -hmm. you can hire people to work from home more. And there's more production throughout for everybody. And so that's more money. That goes to like this bottom line theory. It's like, what is making us the most money? And if you really look at it, Offices aren't really making you no much more money because you don't you don't need a workplace. You don't anymore. need a workplace. Yeah. What do I need an office space for to put my little kids on the fucking um, desk? Like I don't I don't care. I don't care about that. I don't care about the small talk that we create. I don't care about the pop up figures you bought. That's why I don't. That's why I really never liked the office job. But now when it's work from home and I can be in the comfort of my own home, I don't have to deal with the meaningless conversations. 
I don't have the like the meaningless invitations to a party. I don't want to go to your party. Say, hey, Mike, nice time. Yeah, Nancy, same time yeah. or last yeah, uh, Literally, I have I have a limited amount of fits. Literally, I wear the same five fits, Mike. Your ignorance, <laughs> your ignorance is pissing me off now. <laughs> Cause I know you know, I know you know that I'm on a budget, and I only have five shirts buttoned up, <laughs> and I have ten slacks. Cause the slacks are cheaper at Walmart, and I have two pairs of shoes, and I'm going to constantly wear them. Today's white shirt, what, day, Bill. Yeah, you've seen the same white shirt. It ain't different. <laughs> it ain't different. The only difference is the tie. Like, come on, man. I don't. That's why I just hate the office. I, Cause I don't like small talk. Like, shit I just is so mundane. I'm a focused person. Like, even when I was working, even when I was younger, they used to tell me like, "Yo." You could ask for help, and I'll be like, "No, nah, I don't want to ask for help." Or you could be like more social to your coworkers. But I'm like, if the job doesn't, if it's not, if it's a job, if, if it's not like team based, there's no reason I want to talk to you. Like yeah. I want to focus on the agenda that I was given. Mm-hmm. Like if we have, if we're working separately, but we're in a team, like I don't need to. We don't have to build these relationships because I don't have to ask you for anything. I just need to do my job effectively. Yep. The only person I should be asking is the boss. That's it. Literally, I don't have to ask the coworker. Oh, so how's your numbers doing? I'm focused on my numbers and my job, yep. and hitting that certain quarter that I'm supposed to. Oh, how's the wife? I don't how's care about I don't, wife. You don't. You don't care about the wife. Yeah, you, you don't just, even like her. Yeah, yeah, I don't. I don't like her. You do. You told me you don't like her. Yeah, exactly. You put it in the company email. Yeah, you forwarded it. I hate my wife, y'all. Yeah, Happy and then you said the casserole was nasty. Yeah. So it's like, so all that shit is just meaningless. So, <laughs> casserole's nasty. so, so it's like, so if I can make a sustainable living from my home then that that's the perfect thing for me that's all that matters that's all that matters you know and and the problem is you got to also think about it. like what you used to say this all the time if your job is not willing to give you a pizza party that is not the job that i want to work for <laughs> shit do it's just like that's some real shit do it. like I, I, there has been time and i'll admit it working from home it's like yo if i'm done all my objectives and it's like two hours left in a day. Yo, I want to take a 30-minute nap. You know what I mean? And it's just like, let me just relax. Let me just like debrief real quick. Let me yeah. just get my thoughts back. You know what I mean? Let's say I did something very difficult and I just need to just take a relax. You don't have to You don't have to be in confined in a space with all these other people. And you look weird as hell yeah. in the office like not doing anything. Mm-hmm. When in reality, yo, I just used my brain so much, I'm tired. Just give me a second to regroup. Yeah. You and, and, and If you're in the comfort of your own home, you can you can have this You can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? You can do, you can do Zoom butt-ass naked. Like, you can naked. Do, like a shirt up. You can win the pool to Zoom. <laughs> like you can have your... <laughs> You can Winnie Pooh the Zoom. Like you can have your tie. You can have your your button up and your tie and nothing underneath. Straight meat out. Straight meat out. That's literally all. And that's how your Zoom is. That's nasty, but you can do it. <laughs> that's risky. That's, that's risky. Because imagine if the camera just slapped down and just. <laughs> <laughs> oh damn! My ding dong. <laughs> so dark in yeah, here. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, man, that's, that's, that's why working from home is more effective, man. The only thing is just have the required things, like have high-speed internet, have an Ethernet yes. cable. That's literally all you need. And it, 90% of us have that. Yes. Like, it's crazy. Back in the day, I was just, I was just thinking about this because I had a dream about it. What? But I was thinking about, like, how back in the day, uh, we didn't have internet because Wi-Fi and modems and routers was like quote unquote that. for like nerds and shit like yeah. that, and it wasn't really relevant. It was we didn't really need Wi-Fi back then. Um, 
so what we did back in the day, we used to walk to the library and we used mm-hmm. to get on and we used to go on. That's how we used to get on like Facebook. That's how we used to get on MySpace. Mm-hmm. And we all had friends and we would sit at the table and wait for the next person to get on the laptop or the mm-hmm. computer. So that's I was just thinking about that. Like, damn, that's crazy how far we came. I forget, like that was like uh, a blocked memory in my mind that we used to just go to the library for to get on the internet. Bro, we're like dinosaurs. You yeah. realize we were still in the dial-up era. Yeah. When somebody pick up the phone and he's like, yo, put that phone down. I'm on the game. Yeah. Or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And it's like back in the day when, like you said, you go to the library, you got 35 minutes yep. to go on uh, beat, uh, miniclip.com. Yo, I can't print this paper. Uh, it's 25 cents to print the paper. I don't got 25 cents. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. It's crazy. You know what I mean? Having a library card was a very good flex, especially if you didn't owe anything on it. I still got one. I don't have one anymore. My first one got messed up because I, um, I rented uh, Dragon Ball Z manga. I never read it, though. I got it, and I never returned it. Damn. But then as I got older, they was like, yo, you still got that Dragon Ball Z? I said, how much is it? I'll just pay it off right now. Only yeah. like $20? Okay, here. And now I got another one, so. I owed the library a bag boy i took out so many books and i just lost them shits and they was like well you can uh you can pay us back how much eighty dollars i said damn libraries are still relevant huh i said libraries are still relevant yeah I for the kids in a minute yeah I go one. yeah i've been to one like last year just to, um when i wanted to read again and i didn't want to buy books that's when i was like that's a I'm good idea go, yeah I'm a, I said I'm a, I want to because you can rent out like three at a time, but I'm giving y'all free game if you guys are in the Philadelphia area. I'm pretty sure that they have it. Other places you'll just have to do your own research because I'm not Google. Mm-hmm. So basically, so the Free Library of Philadelphia has this thing where you can rent eBooks online for free as long as you have a library card. You can rent eBooks from the Free Library app. Yeah. So you can rent eBooks, but you'll be in line if it's a good book. You'll be in, it'll tell you when the line is. Uh, it's close to Yo, your turn. So can I just print it out? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> See, it's, it's an unlimited thing. It's unlimited ways of thinking. You just have to utilize what's given to you. That's it. It's tools that you just utilize. That's that's, that's all. But yeah, I rented like two books off of there, and then like you can get the auto audio version, or huh. you can get the ebook. And the Free Library of Philadelphia does that. And I was like, that's very innovative for them, I especially like during COVID. Up. Yeah, I like that you brought that up. And that's, the reason why? Oh, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, keep going. The reason why, because a lot of people, well, I don't know if other people do this, but I was the king at this, but it's incredibly time consuming. Like in college, I couldn't afford no damn, I went to school for free. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I couldn't afford no damn textbook. I remember what you did. Yeah. So what I would do is. You I would, would print books. Yeah. Print them out. And sometimes you'll have them. I remember you have one, you'll have it like printed like this page is on this side and on the other side is the next page. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I would sit there and I would go dollar store buy buy a binder and I would sit there and get a whole textbook for free. Yep. I would get somebody a textbook. I print out the first 10 chapters back to back, give it somebody else. And then I'm like, listen, it's just yep. simple ways to get ahead, bro. Eat, bro. Simple ways. In co- yo, in college, when I was in college, I'm already at this point, I was like very good at technology. So I was like, I can get any PDF. Even now, I can get any PDF. I can get any movie you want. I can get anything. Like, I'm good on the internet. Like, VPN, I'm that guy when it mm-hmm. comes to that shit. I can get you any sports That's live. This is all alleged. So, um, so yeah, back in, in college, like, they said, yo, this book's like $300. I was like, oh, really? All right, what's the name? Wrote the name down. I found the PDF. Printed it. Or I downloaded it. And then I gave it to my classmates. I got a, I had a, um, 
I had a drive. I had a USB drive. I would print it, put it on my USB drive, give it to my classmates, and we saved $300. I'd never pay for a textbook in college, even when they tried to make us, because I found the PDF online easily. And that's how you, and that's a hood hero right there. Yeah. That's a hood niggas hero. Ain't gonna, niggas ain't going to do that. Niggas that's, not, a, that's a hood niggas hero. Niggas not that smart. Niggas going to pay that 300 I was like, ho, ho. $300 for a textbook? I don't think I'm going to do that. Bro, I'm in grad school, and I still haven't bought a book yet, and I got two A's. Being broke makes I'm you extremely to... innovative. Yes, yes. It brought out the best innovation in me. That's why we got those chi-chis and shit. That's why we got the meals, the home-cooked meals that we create off our own. Mm-hmm. That's probably where grilled cheese came from, being broke. You know, you might be right. Because you, you got to think right. about it. You got to be really damn bad. To put two pieces of bread and some cheese and, some cheese. and yeah. fry it. And fry it. Yeah, who thought of that? And that shit is crazy. So yeah, being broke bring, bring brought out the best innovation to me. That's how I've been so tech savvy. That's how I became so tech savvy again. Everything free from the internet. Literally, I can get you anything you need. Like a tomato sandwich. Yeah. Why Who thinks of that? Huh? Even a salad. It's just yeah. Who just put vegetables together? I'm like, oh, this is actually good without dying because you don't know what's toxic or not. Yeah, you gotta really do some you know trial and error with a salad. Yeah. <laughs> a wild salad, boy. <laughs> yeah. A wild solid. You got poison ivy in there. You be out there seeing rabbits. Yeah. <laughs> Going crazy. Yeah, man. Listen. But and that's why I'm always saying, like, there's there's a there's a certain level of survival that, you know, even living in a first world country such as America, some people don't have. Yeah. So imagine going somewhere where it's survival every day. Yep. It's tough. It's tough, man. But look, it's the podcast and chill show. It's the podcast and chill show, man. I'm here. Uh, I'm Finesse Veli. I haven't did an intro or an outro in, in episodes. So listen, subscribe on everything. You know, we appreciate the love. We appreciate you guys being here. Every time we come in and we turn on the mics, we want to talk some shit to y'all. We love y'all. We thank y'all for turning in in the beginning, in the middle, and staying all the way to the end. Yeah. And over here, uh, subscribe to us on YouTube. We got content on there. Look at us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Give us a five-star rating. Five-star rating. You know, shout out to everybody, man. Big love, big hugs. Yeah, shout out to everybody that listened to the uh, music or the movie recommendations that we put. That, that means you're really listening. It really uh, put a uh, put a smile in my heart. Yeah, we appreciate that, too. Thanks, thanks, man. That's all. And I'm the other guy. You can follow me at whatever. All right, I love y'all.